No pageantries today. No announcements. I got to preach. Get your Bibles out. Get your notepads out. I have been infused with another level of faith. Somebody asked me, they said, what week are you on in that series? Crazy faith. I said, we're going to be crazy till Christmas. So today I'm excited to announce to you that we are in week 10 of a series we're calling Help Me Crazy Faith. And and I, I want you to know that this, this message is reverberating around the world. I, I, was, I had the opportunity to be with a lot of pastors that are influencing the world this week. And it's crazy that the first thing that all, all of them came up to me and said was how this series is inspiring their faith to believe God on another level. Now, these are leaders of some of the largest churches in America. And they're saying, what y'all are doing at, in Tulsa, Oklahoma... What you're doing and that, it's causing us to believe God like never before. One person told me that they literally have church on Sunday and then they sit their whole staff down to watch our sermons on Monday. Do y'all want to transform the world or not? Come on, y'all. The reason I'm telling you this is because I want you never to take lightly what God has us sitting in. It is a move of God. And he doesn't want it to be a move for our church. He wants it to be a move for your life. So today, I think we're going to go one step further in this series. And um, I want to read um, the Bible today. Now, now I say it just that plainly because there will be many churches that people go to today that they won't even read the Bible. Do you know how dangerous that is? This is not self-help or or, or an inspirational talk. What we're trying to do is get you changed from the inside out. And that only happens through the word of God. It's the only book that you can read and it reads you. It's the only book that I'll be saying something, the Holy Spirit cutting you up on something totally different. And today I want us to read the Bible. And I'm going to read a large passage of scripture. We're going to go back from where we were last week. But I just ask us this one more time. Could we stand up for the reading of God's word in this place? I just want us to get used to being a church that loves the Bible and that reads the Bible, even if it's not just the scripture. Social media and our daily Bible verse can can make us substitute really diving into the word of God. And it it would be the equivalent of you eating a fruit snack every meal. If all you had was a fruit snack for every meal, breakfast, fruit snack, lunch, fruit snack, dinner guess what it is fruit snack what you would be at the end of the end of the night is hungry no you wouldn't be hungry you'd be hangry (laughs) y'all know that's angry and hungry may may, may i suggest to you some of you spiritually are hangry because all you're doing is eating a fruit snack in the word of god and what i'm challenging you to do While I'm bringing this much word to you, I'm challenging you, everybody who's watching online, everybody who watches on the rebroadcast, to find yourself hiding in the word of God. Can I get one big amen? Okay. So we're about to go to 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 5. And it's going to be on the screen. And when there's some underlined words, I want you to say that thing out with me, okay? It says, "Um, the Philistines mustered up a mighty army of 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, And as many warriors as the grains of sand on the seashore. They camped at Michmash east of Beth-Avon. The men of Israel saw 
what a tight spot they were in. And because they were hard pressed by the enemy, they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. We, we learned about that last week. Um, some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad and Gilead. Meanwhile, everybody say meanwhile. Saul stayed at Gilgal and his men were trembling with fear. Saul waited there for seven days as Samuel um, as instructed him earlier, but Samuel still didn't come. So Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering. Say this word with me, himself. Woo, that's dangerous when you do stuff without God. Just as Saul was finishing up the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Saul went out to meet him and welcome him. What up, Sammy? And he said, what is this you have done? Saul replied, see, what had happened was I saw my men scattering from me and you didn't arrive when you said you was and the Philistines were at Michmash and they was ready to big bash. So I said, the Philistines are ready to march against us at Gilgal and I haven't even asked the Lord for help. How dumb of me. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering myself before you came. How foolish, Samuel exclaimed. You have not kept the command the Lord your God has given you. Had you have kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end, for the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people, because you have not kept the Lord's command. Can somebody say amen? amen. Now, 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 before you take your seat right now, is there something with the mic? Is, is, it, is it okay? Is it acting stupid? Here, give me, give me this, this too good. We can't have no distractions. They're coming? Amen. We just gonna wait. <laughs> well, ain't the title of this message, Hasty Faith. Now, now, last week we talked about not being able to wait. And just right now where we gotta wait on somebody, some people got anxious. You ain't even up here in front of thousands of people and you anxious. But sometimes the Lord may cause us to have to do something in a season that it's in front of people. And you just have to, everybody say, wait. Uh-huh. And what I found out as I've been studying in this series, is there something that's happening right now? What we need? What you need? Can I turn it on? Check one, two. Can y'all hear me now? Okay. What I found out in this series is that Saul is about to be disqualified from the promise of God because he was too hasty. He moved too quickly. And I don't know who's in this, this room where there's a situation or a circumstance in your life where you've been trying to outpace God. And I know it's the stuff we don't talk about because what we want to do is do it and then act like God blessed it. No, we've been together this long and God is in this relationship. No, hold on, stop. You did that. And many of us are so hasty. But what I found out is that the reason that many of us are hasty is because of a word that is real popular in 2019. A, a word called FOMO. It, it's the fear of missing out. And a lot of us make hasty decisions because of the fear of missing out. 
And, and, and I want to let you know that this is not a new thing. This is the same thing that Saul was dealing with in, in his lifetime. He was dealing with the fear of missing out. Let me just show you a couple of pictures. Stay standing. I know y'all still standing. It's like he forgot about us. No, I want you to see this. I, I want you to, everybody say, wait on me. Uh-huh. I'm going to do just like random awkward pauses all service. See, see, I, pictures of FOMO is like when you saw that there was a party and you wasn't going to go. And then you saw what it looked like on social media and you go to your closet trying to find something to wear. It's not because you wanted to even go, but now you have the fear of missing out. See, some of y'all are dealing with FOMO in another area. Some of y'all go to the game and you've been wanting to leave since halftime. But you won't leave all my Texas fans because oh you beat you yesterday. <laughs> Boomer! Okay, 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 we are in Oklahoma. But you wanted to leave since halftime, but you wouldn't for the fear of missing out. And some of y'all like, I don't even like sports, but you do like success. And so that's why you go to every business mixer there is trying to make the next contact so you don't miss the next big deal for the fear of missing out. FOMO makes us do things and sacrifice things that were never supposed to be sacrificed because we feel like if we can get in front of it, maybe we won't miss out on something. See, FOMO is like some of the sneakerheads in the room that there's a new drop and a new release and you will sleep outside for the fear of missing out on the new. I'm just in your business. And some of y'all are like, none of those apply to me, Pastor Mike. I, I don't have FOMO. But you've dated everybody and their mama for the fear of missing out on the, okay, Leo DiCaprio. He's dated 28 people and not married one of them. FOMO. Someone's like, well, he didn't date me. <laughs> what I need you to ask your neighbor, what I need us to examine is are you moving in, in, in haste because of the fear of missing out? Ask your neighbor, do you have FOMO? And you can take your seat. Come on, do you have FOMO? Ask two more people. Do you have FOMO? Okay, do you have it? Some people being honest right now. Yes, I do. Yes. The quicker we can be honest with that, the better we'll, we'll be able to see what God may have for us. Because the difference between hazy faith and crazy faith is that you have to know that your time, your life, your family is in God's hands. And when you have fear of missing out on an opportunity or the next big thing or, or, or something that is to come, what you start doing is trying to make a way for yourself when God says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, and, and many people in this room won't say it out loud, but you're dealing with, everybody say FOMO. And, and I think that if I was to diagnose this, I would have to look at the definition of FOMO, and I'm going to go to one of the most credible sources in our time today, the Urban Dictionary. And FOMO means 
The omnipresent anxiety brought on by our cognitive ability to recognize potential opportunities. Let me remix that. It's a lot of anxiety because of the potential of things that could happen. See, a lot of people right now are dealing not in the reality of what is happening. You are making moves based on what could happen. And so you start going because you could be single for the rest of your life. So you start doing things in haste off of the potential of what everybody say could. And this is what is happening in Saul's life is he's about to forfeit the promise of God, not because of what did happen, but because of what could have happened. And he was moving in fear. And that's what I want you to know just first off that FOMO, FOMO is fear. Hasty faith has fear. Write that down. Hasty faith has FOMO. It, 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 I know it seems kind of uh, just elementary right now, but I'm going to build this whole thing out to where maybe you'll never look at your situation the same again. Hasty faith has the fear. The fear of missing an opportunity, the fear of going to the next place, the fear of what God might not do in the season that you want him to do it. And um, I think FOMO can have more than just the fear of missing out as a definition. And we're going to see that in Saul's life. Look at it in um, chapter 13, verse 5. It says, then the men of Israel saw what a tight spot they were in. And because they were hard pressed by the enemy, we learned last week that that's his only play is to hard press you when you're in a tight spot. It said they tried to hide in caves, thickets, rocks, holes, and cisterns. Some of them crossed the Jordan and escaped into the land of Gad and Gilead. Write this down. Hasty faith has FOMO. What is FOMO, Pastor Mike? The fear of meeting opposition. See, many of you are running away from what God has called you to do because you have FOMO, the fear of meeting any opposition. And this is the very thing that made Saul offer the burnt sacrifice before it was time because he did not want to face this giant that was in front of him. And my question to you is what are you running from because you know when you face it, it's going to give you opposition. See, the problem with many of us is that our hasty faith won't allow us to go against the thing that we know we're going to have to stand and fight against. Do you think it was an accident that we sang the song, I'm going to see a victory? You cannot see a victory if you never show up to the fight. And there are too many people yelling that I'm going to see a victory, but you are afraid to go against any opposition. And that's what happened to Saul. See, running from opposition never allows you to overcome opposition. And many of you have never overcome anything, not because you can't, it's because you won't face it. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? There are many people in this room right now under the sound of my voice that need to go and face that family issue. <gasps> not that thing that we don't talk about. Not that thing that we all about to act brand new at Thanksgiving and Christmas. We, we don't want to bring that up. We don't want to talk about those things. But if you never face it, you never get to overcome it. And that's why there are people right here now running from pain. Do you see what they did after they found out that what they were hiding in would not sustain them or cover them? They ran to another land. 
Like many of us are running from job to job, place to place. We're running from person to person. And God's saying, hey, I've put in you the ability to face whatever the giant is that is in front of you. And if you're going to see the victory, you cannot have FOMO, the fear of meeting opposition. And some of y'all just punks. You scared. You scared that if you get out there in the name of God, he going to leave you hanging. You're scared that if you actually step out and do the thing and have the awkward meeting, that it's going to end awkward. Listen to me. The things that God has you going to and going through is not even for the outcome. It's for what it makes in you. And God is looking for obedience in his people like never before. And that's why Saul has FOMO. Because he was trying to figure out a way not to go through anything. How if I was to peer in on most of our prayers, all of us a lot of times are praying prayers that circumvent the trial. Like, Lord, if you could just make a way where I don't have to have that conversation with my boss about how he's treating me and you would just kill him, Lord. Just take. I mean, <laughs> y'all know how we do, Lord, if you would just if you would just allow these people to disappear. God said, that's not how I work. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Oh, shoot. That means the opposition is not meant to take me out. The opposition is meant for me to overcome. But that means that I have to face it. And that's why when you run from friend group to friend group, you never get to overcome developing and being content in the community that God set you in. Y'all know that's why we do B groups. It's to help some of y'all on the run. The reason we ask you to get in community with people is because every time you mess up, you run to a new group that don't know what you used to go through. <laughs> and so you get to reinvent yourself in front of a new group of people who's like, no, she's perfect. And everybody else who really know you know you're crazy and, and, and know your habits and, and, and know your cycles. And it takes about eight months for you to go back into that same cycle that you used to be in. But you won't stay planted somewhere long enough. And you're afraid of the opposition. So you run somewhere else. But that's what hasty faith does. But crazy faith also has FOMO. Let me tell you, crazy faith has faith of murdering opposition. Some of y'all are like, ooh, that's rated R, Pastor Mike. Oh my God, rated R, murdering? <laughs> Let me help you. The thing that Saul did not conquer in this season, do you know what it was? It was a Philistine, which a Philistine is a giant. It was a group of giants, a family of giants. And because Saul did not obey God and defeat the Philistine, the next person that God had to raise up, his name was David. And do you know what David's opposition was? A Philistine, Goliath. These are the ancestors of Goliath are the people that Saul was supposed to take out. But because he had fear of opposition, the next generation had to now fight what should have been conquered in a previous generation and they have to fight it in a mutated version. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? 
David now has to murder the thing his predecessor should have killed. My question to you is, what will your children have to murder that you should have killed? See, if you have crazy faith, you're going to say, no, I have the faith to murder my attitude. I have the faith to murder this poverty mentality over our family. I have the faith to actually murder this not dealing with issues. But you see, all of y'all are kind of like Saul. He, in another chapter, says, I'm okay as long as you bless me. My children will deal with their issues. But did y'all know we serve a generational God, a God, the, the father of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. My question is, what are you leaving for the next generation to have to fight through? Because you didn't have the faith to go straight at it. Crazy faith says that it's time to kill these things that have been killing me. Not hasty faith runs from the opposition. But crazy faith says, you know what? I'm not going to let the next generation deal with what has kept me hiding and running. I don't know who this is for. I feel the presence of God in this place. But there are some people in this room that have been in a place where you have not done what God has called you to do because you have been running from your calling. I hear that so strong. You've been running not from a career, but your calling. And God is calling you out from the places, the rocks, the holes, the bushes that you've been hiding. And he said, it's time to meet opposition. But I've already given you, everybody say victory. Pastor Mike, why, why are you staying on this point for such a moment? It's because I, I would rather you not come in here and get excited about something that could happen for you when you're fighting something in front of you that you keep running from. And I don't know who you are. I mean, literally, the Holy Spirit is telling me, stay here, Michael, because somebody's about to get it. There's somebody in this room that has had fear of meeting opposition. That's why you haven't filled out the application. That's why you didn't go ask for the loan. That's why you didn't present that song. That's why you didn't turn in the idea for the book. And God's saying to you today, he's saying, I have already given you, somebody shout at me, victory. But that means you're gonna have to face this thing. And Saul did not wanna face it. I promise you, look what it said. It said, meanwhile, Saul stayed at Gilgal and his men were trembling in fear. I want you to know, if you're going to be hasty and do things outside of the timing of God, fear is always the seed that is there. And when you have fear in your life, you allow that thing to grow and it makes you stop believing that God can do something in your life. Look what it says. It says, verse 8, Saul waited there for seven days for Samuel as Samuel had instructed him earlier. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Hasty faith, I want you to listen to this. Hasty faith has FOMO. It forgets orders and makes options. See, when you're moving in haste, it forgets what God tells you to do and it makes up options that seem better at the time. This man had clear instructions from Samuel the prophet. Stay here for seven days until I come. And many of us, God has given instructions. Stay at this job until I tell you to move. 
Keep doing this until I give you further instructions. And when another opportunity comes up, a lot of us make decisions that are like, oh, well, this seems better. This seems more profitable. This makes more sense. And what ends up happening in this moment is when you are hasty, you have FOMO, you forget the, the things that God said and you make up your own options. Look what happens in this thing. He tells them, my men were rapidly slipping away. Can I give you a secret? When stuff is going away, don't start making decisions based off of what you lost. When you start making a decision based on the friends you lost, based on the money you lost, based on the things that have lost, you start doing things outside of the timing of God. And this man was supposed to wait on God for seven whole days, but he moved outside of the timing of God. But that's why crazy faith has FOMO as well. It follows orders and maintains obedience. See, a lot of us, we follow orders to a point but we do not maintain the obedience when opposition and things start going away. And what I'm trying to give you is keys not to move outside of the timing of God. Stay obedient. Many of us want a brand new word from God and God says, I'm not giving you a new word. I'm trusting you to maintain the last one I gave you. Uh, well, God, if you would just speak fresh, I did a new prayer and fasting time. And God said, I ain't giving you no new words. It was the last one I spoke. It was the last thing I said. I told you to take your wife on a date every week. She's been missing her dates. Do you hear what I'm saying? He said, I told you to do it every week. But now you're going through turmoil and you can't figure out why the passion is not there and the love is not there. And you say, God, will you save me? He said, I'm not giving you new instructions. I need you to maintain what I already told you to do. He told some of y'all to start a Bible study. And when people stopped coming, you stopped doing it. And he said, I'm not giving you new instructions. I need you to maintain the obedience that you had before. That's why many of us are moving out of haste, like Saul, because he had orders, but he didn't maintain it. Look what Galatians 6, 9 says, and this is my encouragement to every person in this room. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the, everybody say right time, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. I don't know who I'm talking to in this building right now, but you have been walking in a place where you've been forgetting the orders God said to you and you've been making up your own options. Some of y'all are in a city right now because you made that up. Some of y'all are in this church right now. Oh, well, you're going to lose membership. No, 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 no. See, I don't want you here if you're not supposed to be here. If you're negating an assignment that God called you to and there's an open spot somewhere else because you said, well, Transformation Church is cracking right now. They got a new building. Let me go over here. Get your disobedient butt up now. And you need to go back to where you're supposed to be because your blessing is not in what's popping. Your blessing is, your blessing is where God's called you to.